Hey guys, Satan the Almighty here. Corey Salty True Floyd. Jamal Nice Spark Stokes. Common Boss will be sliding in momentarily like David Ruffin being late to a temptation gig. Yeah, he's on his way breaking loose from uh It's a black life. thing, if just in case if you guys don't know. <laughs> but we are the Amerimi Junkies. And uh today we're actually gonna be talking about the indie scene of it all. Uh talk about a few indie comics. A few indie games, and of course, you gotta have a few indie movies. Yes, sir. But first, uh, quick, quick shout, a quick shout out to a few things that went on this week. Uh, Idris Elba's still down for Suicide Squad. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I saw him say they're no. removing him from. Uh, no, no. I see what you're saying. There, he is not. They're not gonna use Deadshot. Why not? Uh, I think they're gonna keep they're gonna keep the association Deadshot has with Will Smith, so he will not. They're gonna be, try to. They're gonna try to. Good luck with that. Yeah. But they're gonna. Uh, he's still gonna be in, in Suicide Squad. They're gonna have him as a different character. They haven't announced what it is yet. I I'm I'm guessing maybe Bronze Tiger, or it's weird to me because it looked like they're gonna try and make a uh, Joker. Less comically aligned than uh, fucking we haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> we haven't. We we, we are going to talk about the Joaquin Phoenix Joker trailer though. Weird. Uh, but yeah, Idris Alba. He's still going to be in Suicide Squad. They haven't announced who he's going to be. I'm not too sure about. And it's so weird because uh, this week Shazam came out in mm-hmm. theaters. Uh, I saw it a few weeks ago. It's a great review I wrote online. And it's also available on our YouTube. Uh, so far, the reviews are really good. It's, it's sitting at 92% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I've already gone on record and said it's hands down the best DC film. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the very same week, again, there's a lot of issues going on in the pre-production of the Flash film. Uh, to the point that even now Ezra Miller is literally considering just walking out altogether, and it's kind of sad because he's one of the few people who actually really, really, really want to play their character. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because Flash is a really easy character to handle in lines of you know origin story and then mm-hmm. telling the concept and carrying through and giving them a strong back. It's like we watch the TV television show all the time. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't uh, know. D, like I, I need I feel like I feel like the DC EU didn't do what Marvel has done and just not sat everybody down and had this conversation. They have a plethora of characters they could actually flourish with, and it's a shame because, like, I would love to see a you know a Miles Morales type set up for like vibe, and mm-hmm. it could be fucking fantastic. But you know they want to push the big guy so hard. And ironic, like ironically, the guy who's playing plays vibe in the Flash series is leaving after this season. Mm. He's returning to Broadway. Eh. Makes sense. Eh. More power to him, but uh, it just. Oh, DC is just they're fractured. Like you have one side, like they you had Zack Snyder who was trying to do this ultra dark, gritty CGI, right up to the up to your nostrils, and it was just like it was makes it works. It works just not like that. Man of Steel, I, I I still think Man of Steel was a decent film, right? But 
Batman versus Superman was such a clusterfuck. Justice League was... They say that was the watchable version. I bet I, I'd like to see what the unwatchable version was. I'm going to check out Shazam, but I still have no hopes for uh, the multiverse movies of DC. Good luck with that. But I guarantee you, if you go to see Shazam, you will be you will definitely enjoy it. Is that because I'm a Philadelphian or No. It's it's a downright it's simple, it's good, it's a it makes you it's a great it's an all around great film. Okay. But it's it, you don't even have to be a DC fan to enjoy Shazam. Okay. That that that's how good it is. Even even hardcore Marvel people are like, yo, gotta give that Shazam the props, so it's it's something. Uh there's also a movie trailer called They're Not Dead Till They're Dead. Or I might be saying it wrong, but it, it looks like a comedy zombie movie starring Bill Murray, yeah. Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, and Selena Gomez. It looks absolutely absurd, but I'm with it. <laughs> I mean, comedies and zombies is, is, is definitely a wave, especially after, you know, the hit that was Shaun the Dead. Zombieland, which should be having a, a sequel coming out, I believe, either end of this year or next year. Mm, yeah, because people stopped being scared of them a long time ago. Well, the funny thing is, there's a good, like, you have to get creative with how to be scary with them. Mm-hmm. Because even in Zombieland, which is overall a comedy, right. it was still some very scary moments. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I just realized that Zombieland had a scene with Bill Murray, and now this movie has Bill Murray in it as well. But in Zombieland, it was Bill Murray playing Bill Murray. Are we sure this is Bill Murray subtly being like, hey, guys, it's coming? <laughs> like, I, got, I don't know how much I know, longer but, I got left. But the funny thing is, Bill Murray just had. Bill Murray is uh, has is such a comedic entity yeah. that he could just like anything. Yeah, he, he could do anything. whatever he wants. He could just do whatever he wants. I'm, I'm He's a Phil Collins of comedy. No, because you know why? The second you take Phil Collins off the drums, they're just like, "Hey, buddy, what you doing?" <laughs> but Bill Murray could just show. Bill Murray could show up to like a Crips and Bloods. Event and just be like, hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just want to have everyone look out for that. That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, all right, let's let's jump into the indie scene. Okay, so where do we want to start? We, we, comic boss, thank you for joining us. We just wanted to get we're ready to get smack dab into our indie scene. What's your favorite indie comic? Uh, right now I am reading a few of them, so it might be Tuskegee Airs by uh, Marcus Williams and his cohort. Uh, we should be having a follow up to that one soon. Uh, We're correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I can't think of the name right now. The one done by Anthony Piper. uh, Truly, 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 it was really good. Oh yeah. uh, I still gotta get a copy of that. Yeah. <laughs> and the Scrappers, done by uh, Nikki Lynette from up in New York, Woman in Comics. Mm-hmm. Those are three right now that we in. Oh, and also uh, Niobe. Okay. Well, Niobe's actually being made into a, a series. Yeah, with HBO. Yeah. So yeah, HBO's stri- It looks like HBO's put uh, whoever their director of programming is. 
They really are trying to find their next big hit. Yeah. Because, so, well, next week is the beginning <laughs> of the end yeah. for that. So, uh, Ten episodes and it's all over. Yeah, but them Jones gonna be like ninety minutes, and two hours. So be thick. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of thick, <laughs> trying to order, uh, trying to order tickets to Endgame online this week introduced a lot of new people to LineCon, but <laughs> on a digital uh, digital LineCon. Uh, what's the name? Uh, was it Fandango? Yeah, or AMC? Well, One of the shakes uh, shut down. It's uh, beautiful outside. Nope. Uh, yeah. That was our brother report. <laughs> Good job, Bobby. It is. Sets up. That was outside. Lights out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was uh, just uh, just it was just insane just to see people. But man, I've never had to wait online for something like this. I'm like, really? That's it. <laughs> right, right. The rest of the nurse is just like, that's it. Here we go. Drink for this. <laughs> All my life, I had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, the, and then they were like, Avengers is three hours long. It's like, and? It's three hours, and they're not giving you no cussings. Like, 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 my, like, like, my nigga, do you not realize I have sat through the Lord of the Rings? So this is going to be a Netflix session. Me, Got it. <laughs> this is me like, and my homie. Uh, so when the first two Lord of the Rings came out, and the third one was coming out like, uh, two months, and he like he like yo. I never seen Lord of the Rings. I want to watch it. So, so we sat down. And we you watched had to it. sit down a day. So so and we did that. <laughs> we sat down and we watched it. And, uh, he like this is the greatest thing ever. He said I don't want to see number two. So so what he so so, so what he said was well, he like I want to see one and two and then go straight to the movies <laughs> and see three. So for ten hours. <laughs> For the day, for ten hours, we seen one and two, and for the midnight premiere, we went to go see three. Yeah, I just went all the way into all Middle Earth. The, <laughs> like, 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 like Corey said, the entire day we we started that morning and we end to the next morning watching Lord of the Rings. One of uh, one of my favorite. <laughs> Shout to Jeff. I miss you, homie. <laughs> one of my favorite independent uh, indie comics is actually. The Bounce series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't gotten into those yet. I personally love them because one, as a former bouncer, yeah, drunken bouncer chronicles, yeah, yeah uh, drunk, drunken black nerd bouncer, drunken black nerd bouncer. It says a lot. <laughs> it's at like it's absolutely hilarious. Like you'll have this bounce. He'll be sitting there. Just water. Bouncer, he'll be sitting there, and this douchebag comes up, and he starts flopping off. And you just see the bouncer hit him with a Kamehameha, and then his co-worker's like, what happened? He's like, his douchebag level was over 9,000. Yeah, check his beast. Check his beast. Yeah. Watch him put that all together. Shout- it's fucking glorious. <laughs> Shout out to Chuck, because I am I'm actually, I really want to get up to New York to actually meet him face-to-face. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, him and Greg. Um, Chuck, um... Yeah, um, Bounce Comics. It reminds me of uh, the uh, the one on TV with the boys, Riley and um. Oh, Boondocks. Yeah, it reminds me of Boondocks. It's you know what? It I, reminds me of Boondocks, but from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like one of their homies turned into a bouncer. Yeah, and they just telling yeah. his story. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair assessment. Yeah, I'd actually would love to see it um, escalate to a series of. Digital shorts. 
I would like to see that. I would like to see it turn into like an independent YouTube type of situation. That's what, and that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just like uh, just like another my another personal favorite of mine's cartoon management out of Atlanta. Uh, he's he's the guy who does Berry Tales. Berry Tales really good. I like Berry Tales. It, it it gives you everything from uh, everything you would enjoy about black comedy. I'm, I'm I'm quite okay on Berry Tales. It looks like Kodak Black would enjoy that very much. No. <laughs> well, I like to Kodak Black. First, all right. <laughs> Little homie in trouble. First <laughs> off, Kodak Black has a lot of fucking problems. <laughs> no, he's a liar. No, I'm making enemies right now. It's Kodak, it's Kodak Black needs help. Kodak Black needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Kodak Black needs to, like, all I think you about do. now, <laughs> all I think about now is just the way he was sitting in that in that window in prison and uh, it feels like summer. Like, just keep his simple ass right over there. On the boat. I want to try the boat. I want to try the boat. Uh, one of my homies is there. Who was just uh, a guest on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Best? Uh, he shared... Or quote by Nipsey was just like, yo, let that let that clown do clown shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like don't even, you know, right. don't even try to rectify it or that, fix that, it that, or correct that, it. That, He's that just like, yo, circus, let that, it run his course. He's gonna he gonna run out of time. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Soon the white folks start running. What about you, You got any indie comics that um, you digging right now? Nor, nor Caesar. Yeah. Oh, Zio Bears. Yeah. Nico uh, cleaning up. Yo, they are. Nico cleaning up. He, he just ended it. Not even just like, Nico, but the whole yeah, company. They yeah. They're killing it. They just picked up another joint, uh, Monarchs. That shit look crazy. It's kind of like uh, Whack Fu mixed with Dragon Ball, which is like a little black boy. I know it sounds like a wild uh, like combination, <laughs> but like it's going to be true. Yeah. Um, Norse really is again. They got, uh, I just got done reading. Uh, D Hall Blue by Nora Caesar and uh and they have a black magical school. I've got the name of it, but that's that's really good as well. Hmm. It's like what well, it's like what we thought Hogwarts would be for us. Hey, I'm <laughs> I just don't like the. I just yeah, like, it's definitely only here thing for I didn't like about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter of uh, on top of everything else was the wands. I was just like, eh, it's got to be a cooler way to do this. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, there is. You got uh, animes and comics. Yeah, yeah. Scrolls and then parchments. Hey, like look. The, the, come the, out. The, the magicians was using uh, breakdancing touch signals. I was like, oh, shit. They ain't throwing no gang signs. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, I got this. Whole thing is like, stuck together. That kind of reminds me. There was a fucking YouTube series that Sean Chu. Was doing, I don't, I barely remember it, but it was like dance moves mixed with like magic shit. I'll, I'll come back to you about it. Oh, it's extraordinary, uh, League of Dance or yeah, World was, of Dance or something like I that. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that shit was crazy for a minute there. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Was it by John Show? Yeah. John Show? Yeah. The guy who does, uh, uh, what's it called? Step Up? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was doing a YouTube series for a minute there. I thought we were talking about John Show who's now playing Spike. Oh well, no, not that one. But we, we actually we should t- we should talk about that for just a quick second. Cause uh, how you feel about that Mustafa Shakir playing Mustafa uh, Shakir playing Jet and John Cho playing Spike? Ooh, live action animes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Live action animes. No, you should cl- you should clarify that response. American adaptations of live action uh, uh, of and uh, no, because you know what? Japan fucks them up. No, yes they do, but uh, the Americanized ones are trash. Because <laughs> I'm like, because let's be honest, so it is. <laughs> their live action version of yeah. Attack on Titan. The biggest problem they had was their but their budget and what they actually are able to do over there. Yeah, that was that was the biggest problem with those two movies. Now, ironically, they did their ver- their live action version of Bleach was actually really decent. I loved it. I mean, is it, did it did it rush? Did it rush an entire story? Yes. Did it skip? Did it skip over? Did it skip over a lot of bullshit? Yes. Yes. Did it tell it the tell it a decent story? Yeah. It compacted the story arc. I mean, it's for those who do have. know Cowboy Bebop, this isn't a too hard of a push. All you really have to do is combine Badlands with Firefly? Blade Runner. Or, or no, no, Blade Runner. I'm gonna go with Blade Runner because okay. Firefly is a little bit more lenient. They don't travel out too often. Like a lot of that actually what? does happen on the ship, but a lot of the madness of Cowboy Bebop is them going out to handle shit. Now. My favorite, my greatest question is, are they going to do a, make a Space Dandy reference in Cowboy Bebop? Of course. They have to. They have to. They have, they have, to. To. have to. Have to. But then again, that's one of the things that they... It's... My thing is, we still don't know who's going to, we still don't know who's on the writing team of this. Yeah. Right. Uh, we do know, know that the director of it, uh, the, the guy who plans on directing it, does have a passion for Cowboy Bebop. So, I feel like that might be a... Whenever I hear that the like that the director, they care about it, they actually give a shit about it. No, that gives me hope. It does because when it's a new person just walking in with their own ideas, you get Michael Bay's Transformers. My thing is, yeah, I only had one gripe with this, and it's not with the actors or nobody. It's that if it's good, it still might get canceled because it might not pull in enough numbers. Just well, number or or, or the or, or the cost doesn't justify exactly. the number of people watching. Like the get down. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, my get god, down was this is amazing. Netflix, like, yeah, we can't afford this shit no more. So I'm it was like, so motherfucker. But it was so expensive. So expensive. Like thirteen million an episode. I mean, they had like Jay and Smith and the, uh... no, that's just pro- no, no. This is just production costs. Oh wow. Everyone, I like to, <laughs> to, to take you know certain parts of the city and throw it back. Yeah, that's like that. set. Yeah. That's set production. And, and then we talk. Now we talk about taking set production for uh, sci-fi, a, a exactly. western sci-fi. Exactly. This is what a lot. So I'm saying but the series might be amazing. Now, now I don't know if nothing can recover now, costs. Now. That that's where things get a little different when you do science fiction shows. Yeah, if you're if you're smart, you can, you can play it all inside of a studio. Now the get down, no, you needed locations. You had to. <laughs> I was like literally, literally entire New York and and the five fucking boroughs were the playing field. Right. You could actually keep this story confined to. A, a, a large studio, uh, just a large studio, a large studio, a bunch of uh, green screen footage and all that jazz. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's uh, I said, I'm good for it. We want, like look, we're fans shit. of Doctor Who. Shakur. We've seen them. Exactly. We've seen them make gold with absolute shit. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that thing's still running because it's beautiful. Well, 
Well, that's because one. <laughs> that's because one. You have you have a dedicated team. People who have people the entirety <laughs> of the teams love Doctor Who. The entirety. They don't contact anyone who doesn't, and that's not really hard because of the way Doctor Who has been running for almost a hundred years. Rolling, 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 rolling. I think it's what year sixty. Well, you gotta you gotta remember, Doctor Who didn't just start as a television show. So, like the last Doctor is just like so as a radio program. Jesus Christ! Wow! 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 Wow. Rolling, 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 rolling. Come on! I appreciate that you brought the get there because I wanted to talk about like how important independence is for artists, and it's like yo. A lot of things that happen both in real life and in entertainment is storytelling and it pushes a certain narrative. Yes, it does. And like like with hip hop. Hip hop <laughs> saved black people's soul, dog. Like it was no way we could, you know, really give each other therapy. So we put it in the music. I <clears throat> <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard to hear, though. No, no, but no, like, no, it, no. It, it's fine to hear. It's a few things about it. And it's a few things about when I think about the way hip hop has been expressed over the years. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people forgot a lot of things. Right. Like and a lot of, with the commercialization and the yeah, <laughs> the, the big manifestations of it and how like As it, it turned into killing bitches and madness and madness and it's like yo that turned into like. Houses being broken, families being broken, Nipsey getting shot, and it's like it's, it's heavy. But like, yo, Sorry, people being in control of their stories are why independence deep for is why yeah. it's important, dog. Because like, it turns into like lessons and people's lives and shit mm. like that. Mm. And then you say like, you can have a thousand one get downs, but we're gonna have Justice League first. Like, <laughs> and it's just like that's, that's well, that's well. At the same time, you gotta first off when it comes to those large productions and stuff, the shit is by committee. Like, I'm very. That's why I'm very thankful for Netflix for even putting it together in the first place. Yeah, you let's let's let let's keep it let's keep it a hundred. Yeah, despite Netflix's very corporate look, they're. Probably hands down one of the most independent thinkers out there when it comes to what to put on their programming. The content, the content we to put out, yeah. They they have greenlit more shows for people of color in the last two years than I have ever seen of any of these uh, ABC. And it don't CBS mean, and, 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 I, and I mean people of color, be a black. Yellow, Indian, Arab. I watched. I watched the stand-up comedian from France. It was the subtitles. I mean, black dude from France. He was fucking hilarious. I mean, look at Master of None. Master of None. Stranger Things. Who who created uh, Lena Waithe out of that? Yeah, yeah. Dear white people, a show based off a movie that 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 financially. Bomb. I did not expect that to uh, to even be made into a series. I and you got it. <laughs> and it's good. The main reason it got turned into a series is because uh, the show, the movie got put on Netflix and it was like one of the top watch things. Yeah. And they came to Lena okay. White and was like, do you have something for 
after the movie. Oh, she. I was like, oh, you mean like if I wrote like a show? They was like, yeah. She was like, eh. I had this waiting for y'all. Just, just it was here. Just in the stitch, I know. So, so that's I. I really do love Netflix. Just when it comes to independent, like just allowing independent thoughts yeah. to run free and giving everyone a chance. To tell to, to, to at least tell their story. Yeah, because Love Love Death and Robots was a go and go on Cartoon Network. <laughs> and the crazy and the crazy and you know what the crazy the part is? Fucking, it wasn't gonna happen. The no, crazy no. part is you think it would. Yeah. But then even Adult Service is like, yeah, that uh, we don't got the money. That would have got watered down so. We pushed heavy. the limits with Rick and Morty and. Uh, Mr. Pickles. They push Iron Luke no. with, uh, with uh, Mr. Pickles. I mean, Rick and Morty Mr. is Pickles. graphic. But, but, but Mr. Pickles is graphic. Yeah, extremely graphic. Yeah. Disturbing. But, but you got a lot of uh, cr- creators out there. And shout out to YouTube, which is the biggest platform yeah. for independent creators. Whether you have channels like ours who cover Khan and does nerd news and his podcast, or people who actually like try to make a movie, like, you know, they're not going green like this. I'm going to do it myself. Right. And throw it up on YouTube, and the world sees greatness or uh, like an adaptation of something that we love, like Justice League or Dragon Ball. Even that YouTube with their own content as well, with YouTube Red. They yep. have a. Weird city. We haven't actually got a chance it's to really sit down good. and start watching. I, I, I haven't had I the pleasure it. yet. I watched it. And they'll turn gay on there. Uh. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, even, uh, they put out the first episode of uh, Twilight Zone mm-hmm. on YouTube. It's really good. And with Jordan Peele as a host, yeah. he, ca- he, catches the, like, he catches the tone of the show. Who's on the watching yet? I watched that first episode and I was just like, okay, I guess I'm sold. So, yeah. so, is, so, so is Jordan Pill a host or, or is he a part of the universe? Well, is he just a host? Or is he part when, you're, of when you're a host of, of the Twilight Zone, you're a part of its universe. So it's kind of. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan Pill because he's actually crushing it right now because he's also one of the writers for uh, Word City. I wouldn't think a lot of that comes from his breathing room from doing comedy and like everybody just being like, oh, you're not And the very much. first episode like, they right, show <laughs> the very first episode they show of Twilight Zone, I think he might have helped write it because the story is very interesting. I feel as though like he wrote a lot of this the, the Twilight Zone series. Which is probably why like he's the host. Like I after like, if you watch the credits, he's definitely like a That's because the last person they had hosting it was just a little too weird. I like Forrest Whitaker, I really do, but sometimes he's just off-putting. He doesn't. It's too like he's too off-putting. Jordan Peele is off-putting. <laughs> I don't know if I could if I would like sit down in a room with Jordan Peele right there because mm. to me he's like the black West Craven. Like I don't know if I could ever sit down with West Craven. But West Craven life. was like one of the most kindest, cuddliest people. And he like, made Freddy Krueger. There's something dark with but the funny people thing, who right, this type in, of stuff. In, in, in defense of Freddy Krueger, literally he he built he built that character based off a series of stories that were happening in the newspaper. 
Ironically, <laughs> New Line Cinema was considered an independent film studio back then. Since you guys Something touched you on know. the Twilight Zone, I've been playing uh, Hollow Knight pretty Ooh, fucking heavy. So, <laughs> so, so we read on your Facebook. And <laughs> how how is that, by the way? Because he, uh, he, he going through it right now. You got <laughs> my God, dog. It's just like he, you think you're good at video games. You do cartoonish Dark Souls. <laughs> you think you're good at video games? You getting hit in the mouth. <laughs> and the bugs fuck you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the bugs fuck you. <laughs> wait, which were, uh, wait, look, indie uh, indie games. Yeah. So is it is this one? Or yeah, is, yeah. Seeing okay. how we it's just good. left uh, Pax East, uh, shout out to to, to Pax for that. Uh, What's one of your I favorite indie best. games? I I feel like we all should have one. Off the I mean, bat, you may even, and ironically, it may be a game. It may be a game you don't even realize is indie. I mean, right now, I am actually playing Outer World, Outward, Outward okay. which is uh, indie by uh, Deep Silver, and uh, it's basically an RPG where you play a nobody, not like the Dynasty Skyrim, where you're like the ultimate. You all come out like the ultimate badass. You're just a nobody ass adventurer, <laughs> and everything you do. Uh, shapes the world. Everything you wear shapes you as a character, and I, I'm digging it heavy right now. What about you, Thirteen? I have a couple of indie games that I really like. They're my favorite. That you can say are the world's currently the world's favorite. Yeah, Undertale. Off the bat, of course. Okie dokie, Literature Club. What? Well, I, well, Undertale. Yo, 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 literature club. Yo, <laughs> I know it sounds stupid. It feels like I'm going down a rabbit hole asking this question, but I, it sounds like one of those very simple gr- make a girlfriend. Uh, just no, it's just Monica. Only I Monica. played it for three hours. And it was cute. And I happened to Google and, it before I continued playing. Did continue playing after the Google search. <laughs> nope. nope. I was watching a playthrough and I was just like, okay, this is cute. Then I was just like, huh. hmm. even like even like even the guy playing is just like, okay, this is a little <laughs> well, on, also more on the subject of disturbing indie games. It's FNAF series. Course. Of course. Of course. And, Which by the way, I didn't find Isaac. Oh, oh my God! Bernie the body of Isaac is so disturbing. It's so fucking disturbing. I don't know if any of y'all and played I, this, but I will personally suggest you not play this game. Ironically, the childlike design of it makes it worse. And and this is not like me being like, like, hey, don't play it so you can't play it and see how great it is. No, mm-hmm. this is a very mentally taxing and disturbing game. I don't know how and they if you just want senseless. The repetitive violence. Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. Question. Biden Oz, is that like a... Uh, aren't you going through like the Seven Gates of Hell or some shit like that? Kind of. Yeah. It's about a little boy who died. Yeah, I know that. He fights demons with his tears. And it's... Me, me and... His, his mother is a religious nut. Me yes. and uh, 13 played this together in... I think like, so after disturbing. like 15, 20 minutes... He deleted it off his system. Yeah, it's, it, because one, all right, one, 
One the simple fact: I wasn't sitting here trying to destroy. I didn't. I was getting tired of these flies. And I was like, "Why am I destroying sh- literal pieces of shit yep. with my tears?" With your tears, yep. I didn't even get to the, any of the bosses because once you get to the bosses, that's all, a whole level, another level yeah. of fuckery. It's it like, gets, oh. So, what's the dark version of Enter the Gungeon? Okay. There's an aborted fetus <laughs> in this that you fight against. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were the aborted fetus. No. No. <laughs> no. Isaac was killed by his mother. You okay. like eight. Yeah. In this. You were a, you were a child. <laughs> so <laughs> you can see how somber the mood got that just mentioned this goddamn game. Yeah. Talk about how the mom was a religious nut and she was like, to do this, uh, you must take Another away your son's... Uh, Toys and stuff like that. It's just like and then she drowns. You kill your child. And she drowns. <laughs> Did you get to play the yes, uh, my lord, like the daddy son game? What when you uh, I date daddy or some shit like that? Where what, it's like a daddy? Daddy, dream daddy is what it's called. Yo, I got requested to play. That. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so wild that like you know Netflix. Well, Kickstarter is kind of like Netflix in tr- in terms of like you know people being able to just achieve right. their dreams and like do Dream, the thing. Dream Daddy was like the girls' version of every new ground. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, Cam Studios. It's horrible. That's, that's, if you're playing that, that is quite literally your guilty pleasure. <laughs> horrible, horrible choices. Anyway, uh, my favorite indie game is probably a lot of people's most hated Cuphead. It's not know. hated because it's bad. It's hated because it's, 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 it's fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> it's a colorful it version it, of Dark Souls. It, 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 <laughs> you can't. You cannot. You cannot even bring up passion projects in this modern age without bringing up Cuphead. Yo, they they hand drew Cuphead. Like who hand draws a game? Like, uh, like, and, and, here's, and here's another thing people don't understand. Yeah, you know, you know how expensive hand drawing cartoons in, in today's market is. Right, that's what I said. The passion behind this. A lot project. of people, like you, you, you go to an animation studio and talk about hand drawing something. They gonna look at you like a black mom. You got hand drawing money. <laughs> <You got hand-drawn laughs> <money? laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of, I gotta ask. Can we? Can we? Can we take a break? From all these Dark Souls games, well, Learn. no, Maybe well, no. Want to snap well, I don't compare. I don't compare Cuphead to Dark Souls. It takes the running gun game, the running gun style games that we grew up on, and it, it, really like and it was just like, and yeah, and no, not quick. like Mega Man, more like uh, Atomic Runner. Okay, uh, it was an old old Japanese game. Your character actually always had to run, be it, be they shooting backwards or forwards, cartwheeling, but it was difficult. And it was like it was like one hit. Yeah. And Cuphead was. Uh, heard about the new uh, the new game that came out that everybody's saying that's extremely difficult. What's that? Which one? Oh, fucking, I forget the name of it, but like the tagline for the shadows die twice. Oh, yeah, oh Sikio, uh, yeah. Sikio, yeah. and the conversation Sicario. came up. Should, should difficult games have an easy mode? And I'm just like. If I this have, game has an easy mode, you I probably saw, shouldn't play it. I saw a meme, and it was just like when people were complaining, 
uh, that is too hard, and it's just these guys, Dark Souls characters, like sitting against the wall, leaning while the main <laughs> character is just walking around, smells like. They smell like bitch in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's from the Lord of Squad. <laughs> it smell like bitch. God damn it. Yo, yo, back to uh, hand drawing. So, uh, Shit. one of the channels I watch on YouTube, Critical Rule, which is a D&D hey. uh, channel, they have a, uh, a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So, oh, shit. So, so, like, their intro is animated. So, people are like, we want to see a full-fledged uh, cartoon. So, like, all right, it costs $750,000. To create one episode, but how much should they get? Uh, they're at I think nine point two million. So pretty much they a just whole got series. A, they just know. got a season. Yeah, they got a whole season, the whole ten episodes. They just got a season. But yes, uh, it, it, it takes almost a million dollars to make one episode of animated. So you can imagine them hand drawn Cuphead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Cuphead. Just... Is it Cuphead? Is a great game. It would, is, yo, would the FNAF series still be considered independent since now they have a they're gonna be having a triple A rated game coming out? It started with no one. Yeah, they did. All right, yeah, you know what? You're right. It start. It Ooh. started with one. It started yeah. with one guy who, got, who tried to make games and got criticized. It your shit looked too creepy. He was like, "Bet." <laughs> that was like yeah, this game is boring, but your, your characters are creepy. He's it's like, "Sick as a challenge." Hmm. Creepy, you say? Creepy, huh? And then you guys need a good heart. It hasn't been, a, you know, a minute. Then we got what? Six, oh. six games. Another like seven uh, games. A, a VR game coming out. VR game coming out. Which was Still, which was debuted at Pax Two books with two more coming two, out. Two more books. Oh, the way movie. people hopped into that fandom of that reminds me of uh, fuck. Nope, gone. Well, <laughs> I remember uh, it later. Another good one. Another good indie indie game. A lot of people don't talk about the Stanley Parable. Nope, didn't play. Also, um, it is a first person point of view game where you play a guy named Stanley trapped in an office building, and as you move along, there is a narrator, and you either follow what he tells you to do, or do what you want. Now, when you say narrator, are you talking like Stanley opens? No, it's like Stanley opens the red door, and like, but, the, but then you walk over to the blue, yeah, and it's that. just like, oh, so we're just going to, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. It's a, it's a really fun. There's like six different endings, right? Because it all depends on what you do. Yeah, so. it's a it's it's a it's a really fun romp. I I would suggest it if it ever comes across your crosshairs. It's good. It's a good laugh. Um, so, so hold on. We, we want to ask y'all, what's your favorite indie game? Also, I want to mention Shovel Knight. Of Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Does, is Shovel Knight an indie game? Yes, yes it most certainly is. Is it, is it an indie game anymore? Yes. So that thing makes some money. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's not independent. No, because no, sometimes these games start making money. They think they're gonna, gonna go to Hollywood. Yeah, you said Shovel Knight. My first well, Shovel Knight made some Shovel bread. Digs into battle. <laughs> 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 hey, Shovel Knight is some money now. I don't know. That's so independent. Now there was some really kick-ass. Um, there was some really kick-ass independent films over. Not too, not too many great nerdy ones over the last few years, but there's always been some good bangers. Uh, 
Ironically, everyone saw this as a as a horror. I thought it was a comedy. It follows. <laughs> <laughs> it follows was about this demonic thing that literally follows the last follows the last person who had sex with someone else. It's like an STD. What? Yeah. It's like it's a, yeah. it's it's a it's a demon that will follow you. And if they catch you, they'll literally break you in half. What? Like they'll fucking they'll fucking fold you. But it's supposed to be a horror, but it comes too much like a off like a comedy to me. Because this demon, you laugh at everything that's supposed to be horror? Yeah. No. No, there's yeah. no Yo, Saudi's fucked up, man. No, there, no. <laughs> no, cause if you you've seen this fucking movie. Have have you have you not seen this movie? I think I've seen a the little, little bit of it. This girl, she'll be talking as so it's like this random old ass guy slowly walking towards her, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Just starts running. I'm just like, "Yo, this nigga's walking at a turtle's pace. Why are you hauling ass?" Like, <laughs> it's not. Like, it's not like it's doing the 28 days later did free it, run. Did he catch her? No. Oh. Now the very first girl <laughs> in the movie. Yes, that's how I knew about the folding. But it literally works like the clap. It's like, I have the clap. Gotta have sex with another girl. And then it goes after her. And I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no lessons are being learned here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it ended up being a big hit. And I was just like, okay. Uh, another awesome, great hit. James Wan's first big outing, Saw. You know, I have never seen a single Saw. What? Never seen a single one. It's too much... It's, it's, I don't know. I just think it's a little too close to reality. Give a it's drunk, some psycho white person out there. Give a drunk. Watch it with Salty. You'll you'll have a blast. Laugh the whole time. I promise you. Yeah, he probably laughed through because he's fucked I up. No, I did not. No, I mean like in the, the, very first, the very first time I saw the first saw. Would you? There was now. N- n- yes, now. <laughs> but that first time, I was just like. Um, I think because I'm a yeah. little moved from it. Like, I got to see, you know, it's, it's a movie. So I'm like, yo. It just seems like right now, there's, there's some person that's planning to copycat this guy. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. You'd have to be incredibly smart to do what this guy was doing. Like, he was a master engineer. You couldn't be a you could not be a dumb fuck and be jigsaw. You couldn't you couldn't work at McDonald's. You couldn't no because no. because uh, a person with that type of intelligence would just end up just killing everybody at McDonald's just because their 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 constrict their thoughts are being constricted. But it was just like it, it, it wouldn't work that way. Now jigsaw could easily be turned into the Riddler if you wanted to go a really super dark path for that. Hey, we just got over DC. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. Clearly, they're having idea problems over there. I'm just giving them a few ideas. It's not like the ones they've got are so working out so fucking well. Shazam. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Aquaman. <sighs> <laughs> Um, we all like Jason Momoa. Yes, I get it. But Aquaman was not a good movie. We like Jason Momoa. You're the only one that says it, man. Like, hey, look, everybody I'm, said Aquaman is a good movie. Even if you don't like, that's the because main we all actor. like looking. We all like looking at colorful things and a Diesel Samoan dude. It's okay. Right, the leaf was better than Aquaman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not, <laughs> not even gonna flinch on that. Wow. Uh, another, <laughs> another, another surprisingly independent film that laughed all the way to the bank: Paranormal Activity. 
Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Laughed all the way to the bank because that movie was not scary. Not scary. In the fucking slightest. And the, and that might be the blackness talking. In the slightest. Because me as a black man, I'm like, oh, time to move. But we just got here. And it's time to go. Yeah. Fuck I mean, this shit. I, I, I never got that with the horror movie show where you go into a scary location. And it looks fucked up from outside. Like, let's go in here anyway. Let's go in this abandoned house right. and go drink and have orgies. And the thing inside tells you to get the fuck out. You get the fuck out. I mean, that's why now when unless you want to go black... look for it to fight it, because you hope it's a person and it never is, and you, you, you and your friend just die horribly, except for the virgin in the group. But like, you know what? One of the, you want to know what one of the most successful independent films was at one time? What? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was an independent movie? The very first, yeah. It was an independent movie. First and foremost, TMNT is incredible. When's the last time you watched it? The original? OG? OG? It's been a few few years. Okay, so a couple years ago. But but it it plays, I I, I don't forget anything. Doug, they just released the soundtrack. Like <laughs> right, right, like for you can buy the album now, and it's just like and it's on YouTube, T-O-T-L-T-P-O-T. and it's it's so fucking good, dog. Go ninja, go ninja. That's that's Ninja Turtles too. That's not the very first one was very first one was 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 all indie baby, and it was actually the I think it was one I think it was actually the number one grossing independent film until. Pulp Fiction. Nice. Like, you can go back and watch it. Like, there's so much wisdom and love put into that fucking movie. And then, shit, Quentin Tarantino. Because uh, a lot of his first couple films are actually all ind- independent mm-hmm. until I picked up out of Weinstein Company. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> so fucked up. But yeah, Reservoir Dogs and uh, Pulp Fiction were both ind- independent films. Mm-hmm. But they're they're both still beautiful pieces of work. I mean, oh man, they're, they're, it's so bad when you think, I was just like, yeah, what happened after that? Oh yeah, Harvey Weinstein started producing all this movie. It's so messed up, man. Like, in today's age... If you hook up and you or somebody create magic and that person turned out to be a piece of shit, like off of uh, Master of None. When, oh uh, when my god. They had, that, they had that traveling the cooking irony. show. They had that traveling cooking show and it turned out that he was a piece of shit. The irony. Right. In retrospect. Yo. Of what? I, I, I barely remember Master okay, of None. Okay, in Master of None season two, uh, uh, his his character is hanging out with this chef, and they're actually about to start a show, uh, a, a new show where they literally travel the world, try different food. They go on this talk show with, that's run by Raven Simone. Raven Simone, yeah, and these show. allegations of this guy, of the chef and sexual harassment come out. Chef Jeff, Chef Jeff, who's, and, who's the actual chef for the cooking channel? Yeah, and shit goes down. Jeff like scurries away, and then he's just on stage with Raven Simone, and she's like. That's your homie? That's your man's? And he was like, no, I... I, That's your... The man's like like grabbing women? You like grabbing women too? He's like, oh. I just came in and talked about traveling and cooking. I ain't know anything about that. So, yeah. Yeah, It's really awkward. 
So those jewels would be just like, and smoke bomb? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what is over? I need you to, so I need to show you everything's for sale. It's a short, it's like a 20 minute short film on YouTube by a rapper that just got picked up by, uh, I think Slim Shady Records? Mm-hmm. Oh, Shady. Yeah. But, um, but uh, we also got uh, the podcast talking about last, last podcast, uh, Love, Death, and Robot. Everybody thinks this. Sex, death, and robots. I thought it was. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I am, I am ninety percent sure. When it first first came out, it was like love. It was love, sex, and robots. Love, sex, and robots. I think, I think if you watch it, the name changes. That's possibly, maybe. I don't know. But, I really feel like they changed. I, I definitely remember the a, first day it was like it said love, sex, and robots. But they have like twelve amazing indie shorts, and uh, some and, and somebody on on Instagram agreed with me that when the yogurt took over it was one of the best episodes of day. Oh God, even the yogurt because <laughs> it's a very funny and absurd. It. it it's a great satire piece. I think it's, it's my downfall with it is that everything else is so hyper, like, yeah. action-y, and yeah. it's just like, you get to yogurt, it's just really, it's really a, chill. It's a, it's it feels almost, like a short from, uh... It feels like a kind of, uh, pilot cleanser, because... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. Very, well, it definitely feels British. It, feels, <laughs> it, definitely, it definitely feels British. Yes, it does. It definitely does. But when I love when Hitchhiker's Guide to the Almost every other episode on there, besides like two others, it's like really heavy. heavy yeah. Heavy thing. But, but my, the robots and the Living in the shadow. When the yoga took over, it felt like, felt like a product cleanser for, for, for what happened and for what's to come. Because after that, yeah, yeah because you got to took some really rough I'll say each each episode took you through some shit. Yeah, it was like <laughs> 12, 13. Like, so everybody dies in this one. Again, what happens again? This one? Everybody dies again. <laughs> Just when you thought that everyone made it, no, everybody dies. Well, like I some, hear something about yogurt. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so uh, well, we're, we're just about winding down to it. I don't know about you fuckers, but I have plans. I'm going to go catch WrestleMania. Yeah, it's tonight, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's right over. It's right over. In, it's our. It's right over in one of our favorite shit toilets, New Jersey. But, uh,. <laughs> Shout out to New Jersey. I love you. Not really. Just kidding. It's not happening over uh, New York. Well, no, New York, New Jersey, whatever the fuck you want to call it. No, it's about uh, Tattoo Moms. It's not, they're not booming over there? No. What's up, Tattoo Moms? But um, also, we're, we're, having, we're doing a giveaway. I accidentally said this Sunday on, uh, on, across social media. Yeah. It's next Sunday. But we have some Steam Keys. Mm-hmm. And one of our big one, the the big fish of them all, Borderlands. We have Borderlands. Uh, we have Borderlands what? key that is good for be it Xbox, PlayStation, or PC. Gearbox what? touched our heads like Guru from Dragon it, Ball. It gives you <laughs> pretty much. It gives you. It gives you Borderlands one, Borderlands two, Remastered, Borderlands right? the the pre the the pre sequel, and twenty five gold keys. Twenty five gold keys, and of course. 
Part one is the game of the year edition with the DLC, and so you, part two so is the handsome collection. Now, all we ask from you: subscribe to the YouTube. Ah, nah, that ain't no. I'm answer. I want the YouTube, our social media, and and download, subscribe to this podcast. Giving now, them as many chances to win the keys as possible. Now, me personally, I would like, uh, I would like, uh, I would like our subscriptions. To go up about five hundred, maybe a thousand. I think y'all could do it in a week. I believe so. I believe. Feel so. like P Diddy go out there and make Daddy a hit. <laughs> I believe so. I think I, I have one more key for Outwork, and it's a full game. So you know, I might save it until we get, <laughs> until we hit a, a nice subscriber amount. So I use I I I have I have several Borderlands keys. I did use one for myself naturally. Of course. Yeah, of course. So that's like it. I had two other <laughs> keys. Now I have one. <laughs> I have the spoils of all my friends. Between spoils between the four of us, we have a shit ton of keys and some of us have our own personal keys like Saudi that we yeah, give away. So 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 if you want keys, hit up Almighty Hit up Night Sparks. They got, got the keys. Keys, the keys, the keys. And but you know, if you want keys from me or Saudi, you know you gotta come with it, baby. Yeah, I'm uh, giving out four games. I'm not giving out demos. Yeah, these are the. I'm like, this is literally three full, three full games with DLC with included. DLC. And mind you, Borderlands Three does not come out until September 13th. So you got plenty of time. To, to get into, to, to, to get back play. into some right. shenanigans, and if you're big, if you're big money baller bag, have 4K TV. These bitches are designed to run in 4K. No excuses. So uh, next week we are go- next week we're going to be back. What are we go- What are we talking about? Uh, I'm probably going to be talking about Hellboy. I might be talking about Hellboy. We also going to have the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con, and. If I have the chance, I'm gonna squeeze in some Pet Cemetery because I hear things are going really good. Really? Oh yeah. It's, it's hard to fuck Pet Cemetery. It yeah. looks it's, lame. It's, I don't know, man. It looks lame. You I, I'm remember. only saying this because like it's a staple read to get a public education. You pretty much got to read. I mean, we got <laughs> like, a time, but I definitely wanted to dive into Andy Moore. So. Yeah. I might. We could always come back. Yeah, definitely. Because I just want to do a in. quick shout out to uh, Hyper Life Drifter. Yeah, just in general. All right. Uh, our cosplay of the week is the Mediocre Cosplays of Diamond. There you go. Check out our page. Uh, very funny name. I, 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 I think it is. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, your name's Diamond. No, the Mediocre Cosplays of Diamond. The whole like, thing. Oh, like a pimp name slip back. A pimp name slip back. Pretty much. <laughs> um, I believe that's it. Uh, can I get a Jesus American Freedom Eagle? Uh, we'll see you guys next week. This is Corey Salsa True Floyd. Jamal Nicebar Stokes. 13, the Almighty. And Comic Boss. Um, I don't know. Did we debut our new intro? No. Okay, so we're going to wait there. We're going to wait. Probably let y'all hear it. I'll put it on social media, but we have a new intro for the podcast. When y'all hear it, let one of us know what y'all think. Got those bars, baby. Kids with the rap music.